inspiration. This is day two of the 12 days of Christmas. Hey, welcome back everyone. This is Unchained Inspiration. I am your host, Reese Seven, and it is day two on our 12 days of Christmas. Uh, I'm so excited on this series. It's just kind of actually kind of breathed a bit more life into the holiday season for us as right now, today is officially the first lockdown here in Alberta where we are kind of confined to our own little households. And for us, that just means my wife and I are the only ones in here and naturally we're kind of social and we like to still be a part of the community around us so uh today i actually get to do my very first uh phone interview with my dad and so i've got my dad on the line instead of in studio dad it's so i'm so glad that you are here today that you can kind of share your thoughts and your feelings towards christmas you've always been such a passionate um character for the season it's you 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 love it on so many levels and i just love to know more about where that passion has come from well i'm pleased to be here justin (laughs) so those that are listening my very first name is justin and i do go by my middle name which is reese and my parents and i (laughs) constantly have the debate on which uh name we're going to go with but uh i answer to both so uh, thanks, Dad. Well, I compromise and usually call you JR. This is true. So, we're on the holiday season, and what does that mean to you? Well, Christmas has always been a really special part of my life. Uh, I came from, my mother was Italian, and of course, the uh, house was decorated to the nines. And there was lots of food and lots of family, and it was just a great time of season. With with all the food, that usually brings lots of people. Now, were there always lots of people at your Christmas? Well, we lived out uh, at Hatton, Saskatchewan. And when I was growing up, uh, we tended to go every Christmas day to my grandparents in Medicine Hat. Uh, the first meal was served at about two in the afternoon at my gra- uh, my father's parents' house, and uh, we ate there. The celebrations there were not nearly as grandiose as at my mother's parents. Uh, as my aunt lived in in Moose Jaw or Gravelberg at the time, and <clears throat> so they were never there for Christmas. So it was a rather small gathering. But my mother's family, there were uh, six kids in that family, and they averaged uh, three three per kid. So it was a big, big, uh, uh, big uh, celebration. Lots of fun. I bet. I know that when Margaret and I get together for uh, her family get-togethers, there's always lots of people, food. It, it's a good time, and it's unbelievable how fast... Uh, the day actually flies by when you're surrounded by that many people that you love and care for. Um, growing up... Uh, <laughs> it, no, I'm going to interrupt here for one second. Sure. Uh, there was a lot of complications because when I was growing up, my grandparents only lived about two and a half blocks apart. So my my, my father's mother would go to my uh, 
mother's parents after Christmas, and uh, I wanted to know how much we ate there. So we had to eat equal amount at both places, or it was a problem. So was this in a time that they had stretchy pants? Well, it was it was an <laughs> agony. My father often uh, would lay down at my uh, parents' mother's place or my pair my mother's parents' place and uh, and having a snooze after after uh, the last meal because then we had to drive an hour home. Yeah, and back in the day, there probably weren't divided highways, and it was more risky, I'm sure. Yes, it was. And and, and the, the road, the six miles home off the highway could be gruesome. So is that your favorite memory of Christmas? I have so many favorite memories of Christmas. But the one that I think I enjoy the, the most is after Christmas, probably Boxing Day. Because we would be home alone. And I would then be able to play with the toys I had gotten. And my absolute favorite toy were these red building blocks. And our house was, when I was growing up, I thought it was really large. But when I look at it, back at it now, it was not. Uh, we lived behind the store that my parents had. Um, but the ceilings were really high, so it made the house seem quite large. But it was very cold, and we did not have central heat. So there were oil burners in the living room and in the kitchen that heated the area. However, the oil burners radiated out enough heat for about three feet around them. After that, it was very chilly. So, And the oil burners were quite, a, quite an interesting thing. We didn't have the luxury of having the oil piped into the house. My father would fill up uh, gallon, gallons of uh, oil and pour it into the reservoir. And that had to be done, I think, twice a day in order to keep them uh, operational. But anyway, uh, I would curl around the oil burner and I would build for hours with these red bricks. I had, I had literally sleeves of those. And I, would, and I loved to build old houses. And I think that's where I got my appreciation of, of architecture and history and, and the value of, of keeping heritage alive. It, it, it's funny, the red bricks just remind me of uh, myself always getting the Lego sets at Christmas. And the best part of Christmas for me was always uh, right after... Right after the morning was done and we had lunch that we all kind of disappeared into our own corners of the house and uh, I, I would just spend the whole afternoon just building. So I, I know I know that, that connection to building and of course now as adults we just seem to always find a rental project to go with. Not the truth. <laughs> to, to everyone's chagrin uh, that's around us. Yes. So now... Uh, 2020 has kind of thrown us a bit of a loop for restrictions and household um, limitations. What do you have planning for this year? Well, we we decorated the house. Uh, I mean, for a number of years, uh, Barclay Place, which is the name of our house, uh, was open to the public to come through and, and view our, our Christmas decorating. 
but a number of years ago we had to cease because of your mother's uh, uh, leg problems. And uh, basically, uh, we still decorate, but not to the same degree. So the house is decorated as if we were having a bunch of people in. But we know that that's not possible. So for Christmas Day, our plan is to cook uh, just like we were cooking if there was 15 or 16 people coming. And then what we're going to do is we're trying to do it early. And then all the family uh, that normally would have been here for Christmas, uh, we are going to package up and take dinners to them. Your mother will go in one direction and I'll go in another direction. And once we have them all delivered, then we'll come back. Probably she'll have a glass of wine. I'll have my rum and coke. And we'll sit and visit for a bit and then we will have dinner. But we will set the dining room table as if we were having a huge celebration, and uh, we will go through all the same routine that we normally do. Uh, it's it's so important to keep routine, especially during these trying times. It just kind of, when everything opens back up, you'll you'll feel like it, it wasn't as bad and you weren't deprived as much as we were, as if you wouldn't bother decorating or staying with the routine. One thing that I'm going to try to alter in the routine is that I normally do up all the dishes. I'm going to try to convince your mother it's her turn. (laughs) What do you think that luck is going to be? I I actually think it would probably be fairly good this year, considering you won't have the volume of guests walking through your door. (laughs) If any year's going to be the year that she's going to volunteer to do dishes, this would be definitely the year to do it. And she knows all the pots and pans are going to be done before she ever starts. Yeah, that's a strange custom that you I you always want to make sure that the pots and pans are all cleaned up before you ever start dinner. And why? Like, what's the reasoning for that? The reasoning for that is because after we've really enjoyed a nice meal and, and company while we're eating, the last thing I want to do is to go into the kitchen and have people start cleaning up. This way, if all the pots and pans are done, uh, we can take the dishes, put them in the dishwasher, and we can all sit down and just enjoy the evening. People say, do you put your good china in the dishwasher? Yep, we do. And uh, we've been doing it for 40-plus years, and the gold has not worn off, but we always use liquid detergent. Well, and it doesn't do any good if it's just sitting in a display cabinet uh, collecting dust and you have to wipe the dust off. Uh, dishes are made to be used and it, it's always nice when we get to sit down as a family and you've got the the fine wares out and it just we really feel quite special when when you do that on a Sunday dinner or even uh, a more elaborate uh, day like Christmas or Easter it, it really adds that special element taking out those really nice pieces of uh, dishware yes and a lot of them belong to you actually belong to your grandparents uh, and great-grandparents. Yeah, so there's a lot of heritage there, uh, given they've probably seen their fair share of Christmas dinners. Oh, for sure. In fact, the memory I have is we gave uh, my grandmother's uh, silver set to you, and uh, that was used every Sunday and every holiday. Well, it still gets used on, on this end every so often, not as much as... We'd like to, but we're slowly shifting ourselves from like the 
the generic stuff and and using more of our finer things and I, I just really you know it's funny those old um utensils and stuff they've got such a nice weight and balance to them that i haven't found in the modern stuff yeah it's not the truth so you've got that going on so you're gonna just basically kind of keep your routine going uh any other thoughts that you might do for the year or the season here Oh, I have a lot of thoughts, but uh, uh, n- not so much. Uh, just going to try to keep ourselves busy, uh, keeping in contact with family and friends, uh, you know, via social media or phone calls or that kind of thing. Well, I can't wait to be one of the recipients of your Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. That's uh, That's the biggest gift, I think, for Margaret and I both as the food's delicious and we just enjoy enjoy what you yeah. guys always put together. Right. And uh your uh your middle brother uh, they he has to work cuz he works at the hospital. He has to work that day, so I think what we're going to do is uh offer to get them Chinese food for Christmas Eve, which was always a tradition, remember? Yeah, it it was always uh, Chinese food for uh, Christmas Eve dinner, and we kind of just spend the day kind of socializing with whoever. I uh, a couple of years ago, do you remember uh, going over to the Garage Pub and Eatery where? Uh, oh, let's not remember that memory. <laughs> <laughs> that I, you know, food and and camaraderie was. It's always such a bonding experience, and it was kind of funny because we were invited by grant out to that uh yeah, my godson right and we were invited to go for his traditional christmas eve drink with everyone and so we go there we're expecting to kind of have just one drink mom didn't show up with us she was kind of tending to the food and really didn't want to use up the whole evening socializing when she wanted to spend it more at home. So the three of us, you, myself, and Margaret, all decided that we were going to trek out and have a token drink before dinner and then come back. Well, what a surprise it was when he decided to free pour everything so strong that it only took one drink for us to realize we were no longer able to get home. (laughs) And eventually we, we were able to find our way home and... We just, we <laughs> we decided to send Margaret to open the door or knock on the door first to get Mom to open it up. We felt that way the uh, she would diffuse the situation, and sure enough, Mom couldn't help but laugh when she saw the three of us all just kind of a little bit tootled, and we were only gone for what twenty five thirty minutes. Oh, yeah, least, I, if it was that long. Yeah, it was. It wasn't much at all. It was. Uh, definitely a short period of time that had maximum impact on the sociables. And, and that's a that's something that you reflect back on now, and I'm going to miss that little tradition. I was really enjoying it the last couple of years going and just kind of touching base with everyone there. So uh, I look forward to 2020 and what they're going to be able to uh, offer for a get-together there. 2020 or 2021? Sorry, 2021. Let's not revisit 2020 again. <laughs> Yes. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast on the second day of the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, I look forward to actually sitting down and having a, a real podcast with you 
uh, in the new year. Uh, enjoy the holiday season. I'm sure that we'll spend lots of time chatting on our phone calls and FaceTime. Everyone, this was day two of 12 Days of Christmas. Join me tomorrow for day three. I'm Reese Seven, signing out. <laughs>